Next up on Visual Wow. I love putting someone's vision to reality, all the little details that make their event special. Let's keep communication open and let's hang tight. Let's just wait it out a little bit and see how the environment's going to change month to month. And we just stay in touch. We text, we email, we call as things happen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Community. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and my guest today is Ari Jones from ARJ Productions, Washington, D.C. Ari is a... Uh, Event planner extraordinaire, weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, corporate events, nonprofit. She's kind of a, I can get it done if you have the needs to have it get done, gotten done. So Ari, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Um, well, uh, listen, uh, I know that things have, uh, we're kind of in a wacky new uh, world, but uh, why don't you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what were you were doing before March of this year? So I um, have been... Born and raised in the D.C. area. It's close to my heart living here and just everything the city has to offer. I started my career actually, strangely enough, as a first grade teacher. So I had to say a lot of, I like the way Jack is listening. I like the way Jack is listening. And as soon as I had kids, I realized I could not teach first grade and have little ones of my own. So took a break for a while, um, raised my kids, went to Gymboree, drove a minivan the whole nine yards. And around 2005, I got cancer. Um, from that, I started just getting myself back on track and getting my health back. And I started doing events for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and ran a campaign for the National Woman of the Year um, with a team of people. And from those events, I met somebody that wanted me to help do events for them um, in the nonprofit sector. That led to a job with uh, Joe Gibbs, former Redskins coach, working for his nonprofit for at-risk kids. And I did that for six years, handling all of the details for their special events. So they would have like events at the Redskins, big golf tournaments, events at the Ritz-Carlton. And I really learned the ropes and the ins and outs of event planning. And right before my kids were about to leave for college, I decided I wanted to go out on my own and start doing social events so that I had a little bit more time to spend with my kids before they left left the nest. So about three years ago, I started my own business, really focusing on social events. And it's been great. I love the relationships I have with clients that I didn't have before um, working in that space. I love being friends with my brides. Like we'll offline talk about what Bravo TV shows we're watching or I'll Snapchat them like from their bachelorette party, seeing the behind the scenes and their pink Cadillac Escalade. Um, I, that's a part of my job that I love. I love the relationships with my vendors, as you know, being one of my vendors and the relationships with my clients. And I love putting someone's vision to reality, all the little details that make their event special. Uh, did you have somebody write that or did you just like no. pull that right off, off the cuff? The cuff. Well, I like to talk. I like to talk and I like people. Um, so this so has been tell- especially hard for me. I'm, I'm not talking as much because I'm working from home and not having meetings and events. And I'm not, I'm not having like my fun weekends that I used to have 
doing weddings. Well, as you know, the reason we launched the Visual Oil Podcast was to try to blow a little bit of optimism back into not only the end users that are listening to our program, but to the vendors as well. We don't discriminate on new vendors or veteran vendors. So whether you've been in the business like yourself for three years or some for 10 or 20 or 30 years, we're really trying to reach into our event community um, for our Tuesday broadcast, our event community, and, uh, and, and trying to get a pulse of what people have done and how they're staying kind of sane through this crazy time, as you mentioned, um, when we don't have events going on every day. And from what I can tell, you are keeping yourself busy and you've got um, a new kind of a thing going that started just before COVID. Um, you're now kind of in charge of a venue as well. What, what, what's going on with that? So yeah, not really in charge of a venue, but I'm working um, as a contractor with Impact Collective and they manage Whitehall Manor in Annapolis as well as Capital Turnaround in DC. And so I am helping um, them with people that have events at those venues that also want event planning. So it's a great extra um, avenue for me in addition to my own clients to be working at these venues and really collaborating with another event planning company. So I think it's been a great opportunity um, to network and to join forces with other event planners. A lot of times I'll contract with my friend Jennifer Charles at Something Fabulous and help her on events and, you know, we're stronger together. So Sometimes somebody, I'll have multiple events on a day and I'll bring in another planner that will work those events with me. So I, I spend a lot of time, not just networking, but developing like these lasting relationships with um, people that you would think would be my competitors. But it's a, it, the best kind of success is when we help each other out. So we might be comparing notes about a situation. I just had someone from another DJ company contact me yesterday about a situation. And, and it's really helpful to have that connection when you have trouble with something or you need help. Um, it, it's been just one of the best things that I've discovered. Well, that's awesome. And just a shameless plug for the guy who kind of runs that company for you. You know, our friend, Eddie Pham. Oh yeah. Eddie Pham in that collective. I didn't know if you meant the DJ company I was talking about. No, 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 no. I would never throw another DJ under the bus, but <laughs> no, I've known Eddie for a long time and I think he's got a great operation. He is a, he is a man who is, is destined for great things, actually doing great things, but destined for even greater things. Uh, I, I always know I can count on seeing him uh, at the Lincoln Memorial at the Easter sunrise service and saying hello. And, and he's got a great operation and he runs a good project and, and our company has been involved with him on many different different uh, events. And uh, I think it's great that you guys are working together and continue success when, when we all get back to some kind of normal. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think uh, people are in good hands when you're doing their wedding planning for them. So kudos to you on that. Thanks. Yeah. White, if you haven't been to Whitehall, it's one of the most spectacular venues. You literally have your reception on the water in Annapolis and it, it's just so unique and it's historic property. So you have to do a lot more kind of juggling different pieces to have an event there because you have to bring in catering. You have to bring in all the tents. You have to bring in everything, but the views are like second to none. And then capital turnaround. Well, hang on a second. If you're in Annapolis and you're on the water, don't people's feet get wet? Ha ha ha. Good one. But and the other turnaround is cool because it's a brand new, like revamped space in DC that gives you kind of that warehouse feel. And it has lots of bells and whistles with lighting and audio visual that a lot of other venues don't offer. So it's really cool to be involved with the venue side and then also with the client side. Now, I like Ari, to stick my fingers in lots of different pots. 
Okay. Uh, so if I find a f- pot that has your fingers in it, I should either get excited that I know you're nearby <laughs> or think it's really weird that somebody left that's their a, fingers in the. That's as close to I get to pots because I can't cook anything. Although I made killer potato skins this weekend for the Redskins game. Washington team. Washington yeah. The what? The what? You mean Washington the Washington football, football team. team. But the, more important, I made killer potato skins. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, so, um, you know, in the, you, know, you and I have spoken several times during, during the COVID lockdown. And one of the things that I really um, have found very interesting is your continued use of an intern. Um, in many of the broadcasts that we've had, I've been talking to veteran event players about how we're going to give young people an opportunity to become the next Ari Jones or the next me or the, you know, people who really want to grow up in the event industry and there's no ILEA or NACE events to go to. So we've been talking about mentoring and interns. And so uh, how about a little bit for the, uh, for the listening audience about how you got your intern and what that intern is doing when you're working from home and you're not necessarily planning events every day, what exactly is your intern doing for you? Uh, Tell us a little bit about he or she and where you got that person from. Yeah. So my intern's name is Natalie Bennett and she is amazing. So she works at Outback Steakhouse and for budget blinds the rest of the time as her paying job. And then she just Googled me and she really wants her kind of dream job is to be a wedding planner and just reached out to me to see if I had any opportunities. I said, listen, you know, times are tough. I don't have the same income I used to have and I can't really pay you. But if you would like to learn the ropes, I would love to show them to you. And then when we start having events, by all means, you're welcome to shadow me. So she said that sounded great. And she comes eight hours a week and stays in my home office with me. And she is so task oriented and has really learned all the behind the scenes magic that make events happen. So we have a Google task list with all of our clients and the dates of their event. And it will list like contacted the photographer, waiting for updated contract, need to reach out to them to touch base, um, need to order their flowers. It'll say like the status of all of our events. So she's really great about going through each client with me one by one. And we talk it through what needs to get done. And then I might assign her some aspects of the to-do list. And then I might take some on. And that's how we just like move through each client, make sure everybody's taken care of. Uh, she's also learning our planning software. So we use Aisle Planner for all of our clients, mitzvahs, corporate events, weddings. And that platform has like a budgeting feature, a timeline. We upload all the vendor contracts. So I have taught her every single part of how to use this planning software that she can then use when she has her own clients to manage all the different components. So that's been great. And then... The other day, one of our uh, wedding clients wanted some rehearsal dinner venues. So she just took it on and she contacted all the restaurants and got all the pricing. And then she sends like a very detailed list of here's the picture of the restaurant and the pricing and the different options. And it's been great because when you have your own business, those are the kind of things that you're going to be doing all the time. It's interesting because in this world of cell phones and iPhones that you and I didn't grow up with, I feel like talking on the phone is almost a lost art. And so we've been working on when you contact a vendor or when you contact a venue or a rehearsal dinner location, you have to say, hi, I'm Natalie. I'm with ARJ Productions. How are you today? So we've been kind of like going over a little bit, like write a script and working on that. Cause I'm really big on, hi, how are you? If anyone texts me (laughs) that I don't talk to often and they just say, Hey, what's the name of that place? I'm like, how are you? It's funny you mentioned that because I have talked to a couple of people recently who don't necessarily in their normal business practices um, reach out and um, 
how do I say this? Uh, reach out and go out with clients. They're kind of phone people. They, they're, they're more order takers than they are salespeople. And we've been having a lot of conversation that in, in times like now when we can't go out and we can't see people face to face, that even Zoom calls uh, to be able to look into your customer's eyes and say, hey, I understand. I'm going to be there for you. We're working on an event for next year, next month, whenever it might be. And just looking at somebody in the eyes really goes a long way now more than ever. How do you feel about that? No, I think, yeah, I think it's great. I really have been trying with almost all my clients that are in the next like six to eight months to say, let's just do a Zoom check-in. Let me just see you, feel, I want you to feel that I'm accessible to you. Um, I try to really reach out pretty often. That's why we have this Google task list and we write every single time we reach out to clients. But then I also make it very clear, feel free when I'm not reaching out to you to also send me a text. Right, right. Exactly. Ask me for a Zoom meeting. Um, give me a quick call. Like that. It's really, really important to me because I, if you have the relationship with someone where you're working on something for a year, right. You, you want to reach out to them on a timely basis. And you also want them to know they can reach out to you, especially kind of like a partial or a full planning client. That to me really is contact me anytime. So before we get much more into the program, I just want to reintroduce you because people kind of get mind, mind meld and their brains kind of slow down a little bit. Uh, I'm talking with Ari Jones from ARJ Productions. Um, Ari, what's the best way for people to find you, uh, your social channels, where, uh, give, give the audience an idea what your Instagram and your website are all about. Sure. My website is www.arjproductions with an s.net. And then you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest at, at ARJ Productions. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Since you're absolutely bored out of your minds right now, you should be jumping online Not to, see, to see what Ari is all about and what her business is all about. She's a tremendous talent in the uh, Baltimore, Washington area. And um, I consider her one of the top planners uh, in the region and somebody who, even in her short three years in the game, uh, needs to be known about if you don't know about her already. So that all said, let's talk about what you're doing for clients that are planning or pivoting into next year, 21, 22. How are you calming people down? How in-depth are people allowing you to plan their parties? How, how, how is all that panning out for an event planner like yourself? So that's a really good question. So I would say that some people are very apprehensive about making decisions because when you make decisions, as you are very familiar with for vendors or um, venues, once you make a deposit, sometimes it's hard to get the deposit back. So people are a little bit gun shy to make decisions. So what I've been doing, like I have somebody in April for a mitzvah and we're just kind of holding tight, but we're communicating really often about like every month when things are changing. So for example, I have a wedding in November, Montgomery County. And right now they're not allowing larger weddings, but I'm in Virginia where they're allowing 250 person weddings. So it's an ever changing environment. So I just talked to her this morning on my walk, my November wedding. And, and I'm, I said, I think October, we might see a change from a 50 person gathering to a hundred person gathering. So let's have a plan a, which is, it's not going to change. And we're only going to have 50 people and we're going to have this many tables and this is going to be the layout and this is what we're going to do. And then let's put a plan B on paper that if this changes in the next month before your wedding and we can have a hundred people, here's how we'll execute it. So I just pride myself on being really communicative, really responsive, really accessible. And we just have like a plan A, if this happens, a plan B, if this happens, and let's just keep the lines of communication open and constant so that as things change and environments change, 
It could be that my late November wedding in Virginia that's allowing 250 people, that might, we might go back. Virginia might repeal that and go back to phase two if they see too many cases. So then we have to have a plan B going the other way. So it's, it's a lot more work for us. And I will tell you, I am not taking any more money for clients for all this extra juggling. So if someone had a wedding and now they're rescheduling it one or two times and I'm getting revised contracts and contacting vendors and making all kinds of changes, I'm not charging anyone any more money because I don't want in these troubled times for someone to feel like in addition to having to make all these changes, now they're out extra money. So that's just That's something a, I'm doing. I, I can't even comment whether, I mean, I think it's extremely noble and I think it's, it's unbelievable that you're doing that. How have you dealt with people asking for deposits back and things of that nature? To be truthful, I've only had one person that asked for some of their deposit to be refunded. And in that situation, I had already done the walkthrough. I already customized their planning software. I had already written the timeline. So I said that our company policy is not to refund deposits, especially when the work has been done. And then she kind of let that go. So I haven't been refunding deposits, but nobody has asked except for one person, because by the time we get to that point, I've already done a lot of the work. So uh, something happened uh, in a conversation I had with the bride yesterday, actually, and I'd like you to weigh in on it. You're actually the first person that I have spoken to in the events arena that to with the wedding knowledge It was very interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working with my team at Washington Talent and we're trying to take a bride for her October wedding and create a virtual process for her. As you know, we offer a pretty extensive virtual department with with multi-camera Zoom sessions and we, we put on a pretty good show. Anyway, we're talking through the, the process yesterday and she kept saying, oh, but when we do our big one in June next year, it'll be this. And when we do our big one in June, it's going to be that. And it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And I'm like, okay, but well, what are you doing exactly in October? How many guests are you going to have there? How many virtual people do you think are going to, are going to sign on to the session? She goes, Oh, maybe 10 or 15. I'm like, how many are going to be at the wedding? She goes, oh, maybe like another 10 or 15. I said, you know, don't let COVID steal your wedding from you. Don't let this pandemic take away your wedding day. Cause we don't know if next June is actually going to happen. And you're still wearing a dress. Your family is still going to be there. You're still going through the motions to do an entire ceremony. There doesn't cost you an extra dollar to invite 15 people onto the Zoom session or 150 people on the Zoom session. It is what it is. And she goes, you know, I never really thought of it that way. And this is not the first time I've had this conversation in the last few weeks. You know, people are having their smaller events up front and they think they're going to do something else in 2021. And boy, I'm sure you would agree I hope to goodness of God, everything that they can in fact have those events in 2021. But the chance is still, unfortunately, in my opinion, at least less than 50, 50. Have you felt like people are um, having lesser events up front now and just not putting the energy into it? Yeah. I think especially with mitzvahs, I just did a wedding last Saturday. Um, she was expecting over 200 people and we had all these amazing details in place. And then she ended up just having nine people and doing it on zoom, but you know, her ceremony was spectacular and it was at the St. Augustine church downtown and she had a gospel choir and they wore masks when they weren't singing, but it was still very moving and we live streamed the whole thing. And then she just had a small dinner for 25 at a restaurant. And then I don't know if they're going to decide to do something bigger. Like she, she wore her dress, she had her hair and makeup done. She had a photographer. I don't know if then they're going to decide to do something bigger, which for us, right. We want people to still have the reception. So we, 
So we have business, but I can completely appreciate. I have a, a bunch of mitzvahs. They're doing a Zoom mitzvah. They're having a small family gathering. And then they're like, well, maybe we'll give our kid a sweet 16. Or I just talked to a mom the other day that you gave her son a choice. You can either next year have a big party with your friends or we'll take you to Europe. Wow. Yeah. I, I want a mom like that. I want to yeah. get her. So, so that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people that are kind of like doing a Zoom mitzvah and then, you know, either giving their child a choice or, you know, they're going to maybe push the party for a few years because there's just no date. It's not like, oh, March 13th, then everything right. will open up or June 30th. So I think that is making people really apprehensive. I wish there was a date. No, I agree. And it, it is absolutely, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball. I could charge people for what I see inside of it, but that yeah. doesn't seem to be panning out very well for me either. No, so same. Ari, what it says, we both know that corporate is pretty much, you know, kind of in the toilet and, and the mitzvahs and the weddings are, are trickling in like, like a drip, drip, drip from the, from the sink. What pearls of wisdom do you tell a bride, a mother, or a mitzvah mom? What 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 do you what do you do to to help these people stay focused on the future? So, I mean, the one thing that I will say is I can put an event together if I really needed to in like two weeks. So I tell them like, let's not stress right now. Let's kind of get the big pieces in place. And then let's not sweat the details for a while while we're waiting to see what's going to happen with the world. Because there will be plenty of time if the world opens up and we can get all this done. So just kind of, I've been big on like, let's keep communication open and let's hang tight and not, I don't want them to feel so exhausted by the process of planning and putting all the details together. And then like, Oh, wait a second. Now we can't do that. So I'm like, let's just get the big vendors secured and then let's just wait. Let's just wait it out a little bit and see how the environment's going to change month to month. And we just stay in touch. We text, we email, we call as things happen. Uh, I, I, I tell you, I love that attitude. I love your optimism. Um, yes, I know you personally. I know you professionally. I love your smile. I love the positive <laughs> attitude you always bring to the table. And um, I really want to just thank you for coming on the broadcast, telling us a little bit about what you're all about. And I hope that when the dust settles and we can get past COVID-19, you can let us know how the new properties are doing and your business is doing. And I want to know about this intern of yours that's going to turn into an absolute superstar with your tutelage. So um, really, thank you so much for coming on the program. My pleasure. Next time we're going to talk about funny event stories or we're going to, wait, or we're going to have a musical podcast where we sing. Wait, I'm, I'm okay with that. You want to talk about it? Wait, do you have any stories you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about event stuff? We can do that. I'm trying to think of what stories I could say where the people wouldn't know who they are. <laughs> oh, maybe we shouldn't go there right yeah. now. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll prep that for the next time. But I All will right. tell you that there's sometimes when like, there's so many big things to worry about and a client will tell me like something. And I'm like, that's what you're worried about. Like, I don't know. All the big things that could happen, like some really silly thing. That's what you're worried about. No, I totally agree. You, you, we worked on a few of those together where we scratch yeah. our heads together and go, what? Really? Yeah. Of all the things to talk about? Exactly. Yeah, I totally get it. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get back to your day. I really appreciate your time today. Um, I hope the listening audience has had an opportunity to get to know a super duper rising star in the event planning industry in the Baltimore, Washington area. And uh, with that, I just want to say um, continued success in all that you do. I'm your host, Jack Hartsman. Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard... 
just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.